702 presents the Locked and Down podcast with Cindy Paluta in association with the South African Depression and Anxiety Group because help is at hand. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening from me, Cindy Paluta, to everyone listening to this Locked and Down podcast right now. Many of you know I'm a sports anchor on two breakfast shows in Johannesburg, 947 and Talk Radio 702. I'm extremely privileged and have the luxury of being able to work from home. I'm also fortunate enough that my employers have set it up that I would be able to record this podcast series from home. But trust me, all of this has come with plenty of challenges. In between all of this work stuff, we still have to go through the daily stuff. If you have children, you're trying to do homeschooling plus all the domestic work and you're trying to remain employed as well as being a productive employee. So for today's podcast, I called on the special services of executive life coach, Neil Baubaum. Neil, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Cindy. Great to be with you. First up, and I think most importantly, it's very easy to lose track of days and time. I literally have to wake up every day and look at what the day is and then remind myself that that is the day, the whole day. And to be honest, there are moments where I just want to kick back, I want to relax, I want to enjoy the off time. So how do we, those of us at home, prevent this you know, time from turning into what feels like a very long weekend? Yeah, I think that's important because uh, one of the things that I point out in, in my work is that while we need rest, and many of us don't have enough rest. We work way too hard. People suffer from burnout. The corporate environment is really demanding and people work long hours. And when you work on your own business, funnily enough, you work equally long hours, sometimes with greater willingness than some people in the corporates. But anyway, so rest is important. And the thing is, though, that although rest is good for us, it doesn't mean that more rest is better. Uh, just as if coffee gets us going, doesn't mean that you know if coffee is good for us in the morning, doesn't mean more coffee is necessarily going to be good all day or alcohol or whatever else we take. And so the same applies to rest. And what you find with rest is that if you rest for too long, as in when you've been on holiday too long or you know by the end of the weekend, you're starting to feel a little bit flat. So I call that the state of NUI, or which is really a word for boredom, that flat mare state. And then it's very hard to pick yourself up from that. So while it's important to rest, we need to rest just the right amount and then get into activity and action again. I think you'll find that people who are working from home, you'll get some who will, you know, go, oh, well, I'm working from home. I'll just, you know, tick, tick, tick the boxes, four hours. And then you'll get those who'll go over and above to prove that they can work from home because, you know, we're in very uncertain territory at the moment. We're hearing about retrenchments. We're hearing about salary cuts as a result of, you know, there being a 21-day lockdown. Where do you draw the line as you say, because it is a very fine line between being underproductive and being overproductive. Yes, that is one of the dangers of being at home is that there's not a point at which you leave the office to drive home. So you can kind of set yourself up and carry on and carry on. So you've got to be quite disciplined in terms of being focused about when you do work and also about when you stop work. I think everybody will know what their you know, what their requirements are. I think one of the things that I think is important is that you dress for work. So sometimes, you know, I do online sessions with my clients and I see some of them who I see in the corporate office. Now they're at home, they're in their t-shirt. I'm still in my collar and sometimes even put my jacket on. They're like, what's happening? I'm like, well, put down some proper clothes, see how it impacts the way that you feel, think, etc. So that's one important thing. The other thing is that 
work tasks are very good for you because they focus your energy and attention, they challenge your skills, and they stretch you out of your comfort zone. And that's the important thing. You know, if you if you can't work, then do those DIY tasks. Find that hobby that you've been, you know, talking about that, that you could do. So all those things that you could take on that focus your energy and attention challenge your skills that's why you see people you know they're doing crazy stuff online imitating (laughs) art or whatever it is that's all part of the natural tendency to want to find something to focus your attention a lot of chefs all of a sudden on instagram everybody's suddenly cooking so much i'm like wow i didn't know instagram was fast becoming a cooking channel (laughs) yeah it's a good time to you know actually get some of those tasks done get some of those you know tick off some of that to-do list and Often the the thing that I do, I have this model, which I call the five motivational states. And one of the things, you know, we all want to be in that optimal flow state. And the thing is that getting there always requires a bit of effort, a bit of energy and attention. And the key thing is that when we start out with an activity, we don't feel like, and we're thinking too much about our moods and emotions. Motivational states are slightly different in that when you've completed a task, even if it's washing the dishes or something that you think you wouldn't like, and this is scientifically proven, if it meets certain criteria, you will find that it raises your energy level and you feel a lot better afterwards. So often I say to people when they're feeling depressed, melancholic, anxious, whatever, I say, if you haven't solved your problems or the world's problems in 20 minutes, go and wash the dishes. By by which I mean is don't get into that thought space Go and do an activity that is focused, that grabs your attention, that has an outcome. And at the end of it, like a scientist, as though you had a clipboard, measure your motivational state. So how focused are you? How energized are you? And usually you'll find that you're a lot better than when you started the activity. Now you can use that activity to move to another activity. And so you can build up through the day. And by the end of the day, you'll find that you have a sense of satisfaction and you'll feel energized and focused. And you won't have wasted time, energy, and attention kind of going into negative thoughts or just sitting there feeling like, gee, I'm not doing anything and so on. So even if you start with this most small mundane task, but you add a level of challenge to it, like if you're going to wash the dishes, stack them in a perfect order or try to do it to a level of perfection or do it to a certain amount of time without breaking anything and then build from there. I think if there's anything I've realized during lockdown is that I have a lot of dishes in my house. I'm not going to lie. For a moment there, I got excited. I thought you were offering to send some clients over to wash my dishes. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. I read somewhere a while back, if you're feeling lazy, start something for one minute. And after a minute, you can decide whether or not you want to put it down. And you end up finding that you do end up doing those 20 minutes, like you say. But what about somebody like, you know, you get those people who... For them, you know, they have like almost like CEO mentality. If they're not being productive, if they're not firing on all cylinders, if they're not 100% doing something productive all the time with all their time, 18 hours a day, this lockdown can actually be quite intense for somebody like that who now pretty much, you know, once you've Mm -hmm. washed all the Mm -hmm. dishes and you've cooked all the lunch, what is there to do? Exactly. Yes. Funny enough, I just sent out my newsletter yesterday and in it, I said, you know, in a flash, the world became an introvert's paradise as they get, where it's usually an extrovert's paradise and and it's the introverts who struggle to, to manage in the world and now it's the other way around. And so, yes, there are people who become addicted to that kind of activity, to that rush, to the action. They're incapable of sitting down, just being present, just being calm. You know, everybody's at some point on the continuum. For those who are at that end of the continuum, as you say, perhaps a little bit of mindful breathing, meditation, a walk in the garden, presencing themselves. 
might actually be very good, very productive. As I say, you wouldn't want to do that all day though. So do it for 20 minutes and then go and do an activity. And if you're the kind who gets obsessive with the activity, finds it addictive, then your task is more about creating space in between the tasks, presence and mindfulness. And then for other people, it's about getting out of that NUI state and into activity. Just on that point, you mentioned about start for a minute. So Bruce Fordhouse is on record. Somebody gave me this uh, anecdote that he gave a speech and he said he used to run to the second, when he was training, he would run to the second lamppost every day before he made the decision whether or not to train that day. And obviously by then he's already out, so he would always run. That's amazing. So I often use the term surrender. I say to people, often we try to force ourselves to do something, but the alternative is surrender. Surrender means you kind of slide under the arguments and just let your body start doing the activity before you've even listened to yourself. And once you've been going for like 10 minutes or so, then make the decision whether to continue. And you'll find like even if it's a Sunday and you've got to do those emails or you know, you've got to get going for work, after you've been at it for 10 minutes, suddenly you're in the task. And then an hour goes by quickly or two hours goes by quickly. And time seems to open up and you've accomplished the task. And if at those point people gather better evidence from their experience, they will see that actually tasks are very good for them. The science shows that people get into the flow state, that state of optimal experience twice as often at work than they do at home. And yet what's everybody trying to do? Get to Friday. And I say to people, what if the reason why you feel good on a Friday is not because the weekend's coming, that's a factor, but more because You've been getting yourself into that optimal state during the week quite regularly because your work tasks have focused your energy and attention. Then come Monday, the reason you feel down is not so much because you've got work ahead, but because you've dropped out of that motivated state and into the state of NUI or boredom. And so we need to really get better at gathering evidence from our experience, not asking ourselves, do I feel like it or what's my mood? But rather, what's my motivational state? What's my level of energy? How focused is my attention? And we'll find that doing tasks and being active really promotes that tremendously. Sure. Uh, yeah, just on that Bruce Fordyce moment, I run to the second lamppost to catch my breath. But uh, <laughs> anyway, Neil, thank you again for joining me today. Um, you mentioned you do have any uh, newsletter. So if those that are interested, how would they go about subscribing to that? Well, actually, on my website at the moment, I've got a 60-page ebook that they can download for free. It's called The Little Book of Motivation, and it covers all of this. And so if they go onto my website, it'll pop up, and they can just put in their name and email, and they'll get that booklet, which covers all this information in quite a bit of detail. And then uh, they will that will subscribe them to my newsletter as well. And your website is? Is neilbeerbaum.com. So shall I spell that as N E I L? And then Beerbaum is B-I-E-R-B-A-U-M.com. Once again, to everyone listening, you're not alone. We are all in this together. I will continue to do the best I can to get you the best advice. Thank you so much, Neil, today for joining us and this podcast, Locked and Down. Remember, Sadak, always on hand to help you through these hard times. Remain positive, be kind, show compassion, stay home and stay safe. And thank you again to everybody for listening. Help is at hand during this lockdown. Call SADAC between 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on 0800 567 789 or visit sadag.org before it's too late. For more episodes of the Locked and Down podcast, visit lifepodcasts.fm.